All right, man. You ready to start talking about this fucking movie, dude? Uh, uh do we have to? I mean, we kind of fucking advertise it a lot. Yeah, yeah uh, might as well get, it, get it rolling. I guess we'll give it our best shot. And here we go. This is Welcome to Real Impossible, a bad movie and retro podcast where we watch bad movies so you don't have to, and then we talk about them. After you listen to us, you can decide for yourself if you want to see them, but don't say we didn't warn you. Today's movie that we are watching, or that we did watch for you, is The Loss of Pastor. And I hope you did your homework, because... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm Jason. I'm Ben. And uh, we watch movies so you don't have to. I don't know. Where do we begin about this fucking movie? Well, first, how are you doing after watching <laughs> this movie? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay, man. Uh, it was uh, it was kind of hard to get through. Um, I don't know. I, it wasn't... Um, I get that it was meant to be a comedy or it was, was not meant to be uh, taken seriously or whatever. But it kind of lost my interest a little bit like I felt like there's so many other movies that are like this that I just don't know I don't see why it was made yeah I I mean I would have rather you know when I think about things that I would enjoy more than watching this movie um rubbing sandpaper on my face (laughs) that's one of them Um, right getting sent to the gulag that's uh, that's always a fun time this movie was (laughs) We'll get into that. Alright, let's talk about some movie news. So, it looks like in the news this week, we found out that Christian Bale, seemingly confirmed by Valkyrie actress Tessa Thompson to be playing the villain in the upcoming Thor sequel, Thor Love and Thunder. This is a great move. It's a great move, but we don't know who he's playing yet. Uh... It could be literally anybody in the Marvel Universe. Right, that's true. <laughs> you don't know if he's actually going to be like the main villain. I'm, assu- I'm assuming he is, if they said villain, but I don't I mean, know. He could be a side villain. He yeah, could be somebody. He, right. he could be a villain that... Because Thor Love and Thunder is... I don't know how much Chris Hemsworth's even going to be in it. Yeah. Because Thor is being played by Natalie Portman. That's right. They're doing Lady Thor in this. Yeah. So... I don't. I don't know. He could be like a, a a disgruntled love interest. Who knows? Right. But as far as I mean, for, according to Tessa Thompson, he's the new villain. So right. that's it's really cool to see people go from DC to Marvel, right. Marvel to DC. And it, it, it's really crazy. Like Marvel really stepping up. I mean, they're getting some great actors. I mean, they already have. Oh, yeah. They have a stat cast in all of these movies. But Christian Bale. I mean, he's one of the top A listers that there is. You know, like that I can think of. And get him on board to play a villain. I mean, that sounds pretty exciting to me. Who's your dream actor to be in a Marvel film? In a Marvel film? Oh, man. Doesn't matter, villain. Man, that's a good a question. I, I think, uh, man, either like Jason Statham or like The Rock. 
Oh, they were Hobbs and Shaw. That basically uh, is a super. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, let's get Hobbs and Shaw a part of the Avengers already, damn it. You, you and know what? Get Vin Diesel on board. Let's make them fight the Avengers. Let's do it. No, I don't. Okay. Oh, man, that's that's a hard one. Have you ever seen the Raid movies? No, but I hear they're good. Awesome, awesome movies. Um, if you like martial arts, if you like action in general, in my opinion, probably one of the, the best action movies ever made. Well, nice. anyways, the lead actor, his name is. And I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong. He is Indonesian. I don't know how to say his name. But I think it, it's uh, Eco UI, martial artist, really badass. Well, anyways, I think to get an actual mar- martial artist, part of the Avengers, someone that actually knows how to fight and just do all that cool choreography stuff, I think he'd be great. My dream person to be in a Marvel film, and you're going to see a theme with this in future episodes because I just want the dude's a legend, and we don't have that many more years left with him. He needs to be in everything at some point. And I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to find a way to talk about him in every episode we do. <laughs> yeah. The legendary, the king himself, John Goodman. John Goodman. I want to see him in, in a Marvel film. I want to see him in a DC film. He doesn't have to play a villain. He could play a senator. He can play the <laughs> old man that's trying to help out. Right. He could play Uncle Ben. That's true. Like, yeah, I mean, John Goodman, he's just one of those ta- talented actors. He can pretty much put him anywhere. Almost. We don't have that many years left with him. No. Use him. Mm-hmm. He's a good serious actor, but he's also a good comical, too. Like, if you need yes. him, if you need him to kind of relax things, be that comedic relief, he's good for that, too. Oh, yeah, that's because Roseanne. Right. Like, and yeah. the Connors. Let's, uh, the Connors, okay. The Connors. <laughs> I know, every, the, the drama with Roseanne. The Connors is a good show. I don't care what anybody I've never says. actually uh, watched The Connors. It's Roseanne. I kind of forgot about it, to be honest with it's you. It's Roseanne without Roseanne. It's it's actually better, because she was kind of annoying. You know what? That was the general consensus growing up watching that. A lot of people say that they actually liked the show. They liked the side characters. But Roseanne and her voice and her... That was kind he of... He was the star the whole time. I mean, yeah. she was the name to star. Right. But, and then somehow they wrote him off with a heart attack. How are you going to do that? How, but he's back. <laughs> it's like killing your own show, killing your own product. That's like Butterfinger just doing away with peanut butter or just doing with, you know... Like, <laughs> the vegan version. <laughs> right. Like, you we know... Have, we have inserted toffee... Vegan toffee. <laughs> right. Like, you just don't do that. You just, like, you just put yourself out of business. It's kind of weird, though, because they did the opposite. Instead of giving John Goodman the axe, they gave her the axe. <laughs> well, she shouldn't be making uh, right. Planet of the Apes jokes. Right. And then um, and then the show goes on to be, uh, from what you're saying, is better. It's better, and I think it's it's not doing as great as Roseanne did in the first season that it came back. Right. The only season that it came back. Yeah. But it's doing good enough. Like, right. It hasn't been canceled yet, so that's a good sign. It's in its second season. They mm. just did a live episode. TV shows know. don't get live episodes anymore. You know what irritates the fuck out of me about like these network television shows? What's There's that? always a brand new cop drama that gets canceled <laughs> by episode four. <laughs> well, that's because they don't put it on CBS. CBS is where all the cop dramas <laughs> right, but it's belong. Like, it's like, how do they expect you to get invested in a cop drama when you got a new one coming out? Every three months, that doesn't last very long. I was like, "Oh, look at this brand new cop drama starring this person that you've seen before in another movie." You know, it's usually Anthony Anderson or like, uh, you know, one of those actors that not very big actors, but you have a good name to them. Or Anthony Anderson. Have you seen Blackish? I have not. Blackish is great. I I, I know it, some people might not like it, but it is a great show. 
mm-hmm. about social. There's, of course, it's a a black family <laughs> in 2020 America. Yeah. Or it started in, I think, 2014. So modern America. And they go, they talk about social issues a lot. Right. But, I mean, they make fun of themselves a lot, too. So, I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's great and hilarious. Oh. The, uh, you know, there's a lot of shows that were actually became very popular that did not start off very well, like Cheers. The yeah. first few seasons of Cheers in the 80s, it bombed. And it wasn't until like season three or season four when it actually became like a huge like hit. And then Family Guy. Family Guy, yeah. Family Guy was canceled and had to come <laughs> back like five years later. Right. Parks and Recreation exactly. was on the bubble to get canceled every single season. <laughs> and it went on for, what, five years. Same right. thing with The Good Place. Did you ever right. watch The Good Place? I, I did not. But we, We've gone on a tangent talking about Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. But it's, yeah. Somehow it's, we'll tie this back to Christian Bale. We don't know, but we'll make it. We'll make it what, there. What show has he been in? Uh, six, how many degrees of Christian Bale? Uh, I don't know. Uh, he's got to be in a movie. I don't know. He, I don't know. He's been in so many movies. He's connected to somebody. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. It, it, that was my fault. I just have, I don't know. I don't don't have a good any patience anymore for these uh, TV shows. They just they keep coming up with new ones and they keep canceling them, and then I just kind of lose interest. That's why you gotta stick with the. Okay, I watch a lot of everything because that's just my thing. Stuff on the the internet services are generally really good. Netflix is killing it. Right. Hulu is coming up. Hulu is also partnered with FX now, and FX has always been right. Apple TV is actually doing really good. Yeah. Disney Plus, of course, with The Mandalorian. There is a place for network TV shows, but it's kind of dying off. Right. News story number two. (laughs) Right. Wow. (laughs) Next. So this is, as I've mentioned numerous times in this past few episodes, I would love to be a director someday. I'm in film school. And one of the best places to showcase your work is uh, the festival down in Austin, Texas every year, South by Southwest. It's a major music, art, and film festival where a lot of up-and-comers get their stuff seen. And it's awesome. And people... I mean, it's huge. It's huge, yeah. And uh, you always hear of people, oh, I'm going to South by, or... Yeah. They say South by, which I think is very millennial, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, trust uh, me. I've heard many say that before. Um. Anyway, due to concerns with coronavirus, which is a big thing, and hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast five years from now, when you're catching up through all of our episodes, <laughs> right. and you're like, oh yeah, I remember when that was a thing. Hopefully it didn't turn into a big thing. Due to concerns over con- coronavirus spreading, they have canceled South by Southwest for the first time in its 34 years of existence. That's crazy. Because there's just so much money that gets tied into that, that they spend, that, yeah, that you know, they, they don't want to take the chance of spending all that money on that stuff, and then no one shows up, and they take a huge loss. Yeah, it's... You know, like almost a loss where they probably wouldn't be able to recover from. I mean, I don't know the statistics on on how much money revenue gets generated from that, but I can imagine it's quite a bit. And not only that, but these people aren't getting their stuff showcased. Yeah. There's been Oscar movies that got distribution through South by Southwest Mm -hmm. that wouldn't have been noticed otherwise. Yeah. There's just, it's, it's a shame, and I don't know if they're 
Right now it's officially canceled. I don't know if they're going to postpone it for a later date and try to do it sometime in the summer or maybe do a really, really big one next year. Uh But still, those people that were going to have their stuff showcased, they have to miss out. But it's to that, it is for a very valid reason. Like, yeah, they canceled it just like they postponed the James Bond film, just like they're talking about possibly postponing the Olympics this year because it takes place in Japan. It's just to prevent the spread. Right. Like they're not they're not saying, "Oh no, everybody's going to get sick. We get we can't do this." They're they're doing it to make sure that we don't get sick. Right. So, I mean, it sucks, but it kind of makes sense. It's just Yeah. Cuz honestly, I think if they had like if South by Southwest, people would still go. Oh yeah, people People would don't really give a shit about them. I mean, <laughs> no. they act like they do, but no. they really just don't. I mean, But that's the problem. Yeah. People are still traveling. And you want right. you want people to have normal lives. You don't don't let stuff like this scare you and have you like living under a rock. Right. But at the same time, you gotta protect yourself. Mm-hmm. People usually get sick these big events like this. Um, GDC, the Gaming Developers Conference in San Francisco, was also canceled, and they talk about people that go to that talk about a GDC flu they get every year. Because right. you're, you're you're around a bunch of people, mm-hmm. so you're you. It's normal to catch a common cold or something. Yeah. Like that. So it makes sense for them to be leery about that because of, right. It's just it sucks. It sucks for the people that aren't gonna have their stuff seen or heard. Right. And uh, but hopefully, hopefully they figure something out. Hopefully this doesn't get too crazy. I don't think it will be, but we're starting to see some crazy stuff happen because of it. Right. So. Hopefully it doesn't like bleed into like like we said last time like the sporting events yeah, and stuff. That's I, gonna be that's gonna be uh, interesting to see how that all plays out with the you know the baseball seasons on the way and you know that we got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. I mean we got a lot of good sporting events coming up and then those also might be affected. But hopefully this all just you know just all fades away. Oh, did you see the picture of the new Batmobile? I saw a picture. The 2021 Batman movie coming out starring uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman. I don't know who else they got casted in that movie. They got everybody and their grandparents oh. cast in that movie, which I, <laughs> we're talking about it, so let me pull it up. I'm excited about it. I've read it. Uh, I think the Batmobile is supposed to be like some really muscular 60s, just souped up charger. Looks really cool. I like it. It's actually my favorite Batmobile so far because it actually looks like a car instead of a tank, you know? Mm-hmm. And it looks souped up. I think it looks pretty cool. I'm me also. I'm a huge Batman fan. I was actually a fan of uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. So, you know, taking my word from it, you know, may not be the best person to listen to when it comes to that because I'm just a big Batman fan. I like the Batman. I like the movies. I'm I'm not a big DC fan. Like I'm not. Yeah. It's just. It, Give me the movies and DC. Was what do they say? DC, the house that Batman built. <laughs> yeah, and it still is. I mean, he's still the best character. He's yeah. basically carrying that entire. You know, anytime they well, Wonder Woman movie was pretty good. Yeah, well, fanboys out there would make you believe that uh, Superman is the one that did it. I don't like <laughs> Superman that much, but Superman. The problem with Superman is his backstory is boring. Yeah, well, it's not exciting. It's he just, can win every fight. Yeah, yeah, he can win every fight. He's basically just a, he's like a cheat code, you know. Like everybody, like you have that video game where you use cheats the entire time. You're going to get bored of it, and that's exactly what Superman is. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then the thing about like Batman though is, 
even though he's he's relatable, but he's not. He's relatable in the sense where he doesn't have superpowers, just like we don't have superpowers. But he's also rich as fuck too. And we're definitely not rich as fuck. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, but still, I still like Batman better. I mean, we were talking about the 2021 new Batman movie coming out. They released pictures of the Batmobile. The Batmobile looks... I mean, I'm not a big car guy. Right. But it looks cool. It, yeah. It's not a tumbler like in Batman. No. I don't think it's going to flatten police cars or anything. No. But... <laughs> I didn't like the tumbler. It was cool for what it was, but... Yeah. I pulled up the cast. Did you hear about the cast that's set up for this movie? Okay, so we have Robert Pattinson as... Uh, as Bruce as, Wayne. As Bruce Wayne Batman. Right. Zoe Kravitz. Okay, I do remember that, right? As Selena, Selena Kyle, Kyle slash Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Paul Dano is? Paul Dano. I, I he was in Little him. Miss Sunshine. Oh, really? He was in, uh, I think he was in There Will Be Blood. Oh, I did not he, see that either. He, he's in a lot of, ind- he's like yeah. an independent film right. superstar. I need, to ca- I need to catch up on actually good movies. I've watched <laughs> a lot of bad movies, but I don't watch a whole lot of good ones. So, but um, Do you know who Jeffrey Wright is? Jeffrey Wright. Have, do you watch Westworld? Westworld, yes, I He's do. He's the uh, older black I know who guy. you're talking yeah. about. Yes, Westworld, He's, good show, by the way. Jeffrey Wright is playing Commissioner Gordon. Okay, okay, I like that. Uh, John Turturro. John Turturro, okay. He's playing Carmine Falcone. Ooh, we're bringing him back? What is this, Batman Begins all over again? Well, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> right. Um, they're uh, Andy Serkis. Any circus, yes. Is playing Alfred. Really? Now, here's where I think they should have swapped these roles. Because Andy Circus, I could see him playing a decent Alfred. Right. Colin Farrell is playing Oswald Cobblepot, the penguin. <laughs> and I feel like I, I need to see Andy Circus as the penguin. Like, yeah. why is he cast as Alfred? Right. I think he'd be a great penguin. Al- Alfred, is he, um, is he old enough to be playing Alfred? Yeah, and... Alexa, how old is Andy Serkis? Andy Serkis is 55 years old. 55? He was born on April 20th, 1964. Okay, well, they can make him put makeup and do all these things to make him look older, but I don't know. I'm just kind of surprised by that casting option. Yeah, but... I think Pink... I mean, I think he'd be a good penguin. He would be an amazing penguin. (laughs) Right. I've... Why? Well, did they cast him? Who did they cast again for... Did they cast... Colin Farrell. That's That's probably why... Colin Farrell could have played a right any other role, probably except for Alfred. Let him play Alfred. <laughs> I mean, he's older than uh, technically he's older than Robert Pattinson. Yeah, he could he could play Alfred. Right, but I think he would have to be at an age to where he raised Bruce Wayne from when he was however old he was when his parents died. So yeah. it would have to be a a good gap in age. We'll watch it. I'll probably end up seeing. I'll probably end up liking it. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of the thing about Batman is there's a lot of casting choices oh, that people don't agree with right off right off the bat that people end up liking like you can look, Heath Ledger for example yeah uh, <laughs> Heath Ledger was an amazing Joker you know not everybody was on board with Michael Keaton when he was announced to be Batman in uh, 1989 well yeah that's that's why people are giving Robert Pattinson a shot right uh, um, I think the only actually the one Batman that everyone thought that was going to be good from the time was uh george clooney and i liked him as batman yeah like they could have done without the nipples on the no, bat suit he did they the writing of that movie the film director the studio them letting get the to- you know getting that movie was basically made to sell toys 
George Clooney should have been Batman in Justice League and Batman v Superman. He should have right. been Batman and Batman and Robin. He was in the wrong movie. He really was. He, he, he deserved better. All the actors in that movie got shit on by the people that were pulling the strings of that project. And, I mean, it, they just... I mean, Chris O'Donnell, he's not a terrible actor, you know? Um, but because of that movie, his career <laughs> went... The yeah. TV route, I mean, everything. Right. TV is more cinematic now. Like, it's nothing to be frowned upon. But at the time, it, it killed his career. He had yeah. to do TV. You know whose career that it didn't kill, and it probably should have, was Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was not a good Mr. Freeze. I, at least I didn't think so. What did you think? Uh, he wasn't, but I mean, it's <laughs> it's campy enough for him. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, I, uh, I mean, it is what it is. Just. Yeah. So new Batman, new Batmobile. I'm That's, I'm hyped for it. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm excited to see that. So in theaters this week, we have uh, a little movie called Bloodshot. Bloodshot. I saw the trailer for this. Starring Vin Diesel. This looks good. This is right up my alley. Yeah, I'm not a big Vin Diesel fan. I'm, to be honest, I don't like anything he's in other than Fast and Furious. Really? I love Dom. You don't like Superman in a tank top? I, I love Dom as a character. <laughs> But I, I, I'm not yeah. a big Vin Diesel fan. He was good in uh, Pitch Black. Pitch Black was a great movie with Vin Diesel. That's the one that's the... Uh, I, um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Fast and Furious movies or whatever. I love them. But they, to my opinion, they got better when Dwayne Johnson entered the picture. Yeah. I, I feel is. like he elevated that franchise. I know it was it was Vin Diesel's franchise with Paul Walker. I know it was their thing to start it off. But The Rock, as soon as he entered into the franchise, he pretty much took it over i mean he pretty much took it i mean well i mean the franchise almost died with too fast too furious right but then the director of is it justin lynn i think it's justin lynn then he directed tokyo drift Mm -hmm. which is my favorite fast and furious movie yeah um that's actually uh low-key a lot of people's favorite because they feel like it's actually about racing and, but Street I think Return. I feel like it's a lot of people's favorites because they and we'll have a Fast and Furious in review at some point. Right. Down the yeah. Line. But people weren't expecting anything after to- after Too Fast Too Furious kind of no. tanked to the franchise. Right. And then Tokyo Drift came out and they're like, I don't. This has none of the original actors. Right. And then it turned out really good. So and then of course Han. Yeah. Everything started with that movie. That is where. Right. The entire franchise. You know, did they really plan this out? No. Did they really plan this out, or are they just kind of yeah. going as they, and then they're just like covering up spots where they fucked up? <laughs> they're they're just they're yeah. retconning and they're right exactly. Like I like they play it out like oh this was all a part of the plan. We're gonna. I mean it might from maybe. From... I mean it is mostly the same writer, I believe. I know um, the new Fast and Furious has a different writer because I, I didn't do my homework on this, but the, I know the the guy that normally writes the Fast and Furious movies had to take time off from nine because he wrote Hobbs. He was doing working on Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. So while they were working on that, they got a new guy for Fast Nine. I I could see a situation where it might have been planned from like Fast Five on. Yeah. Where this character is gonna die, but are they really dead? We'll find out in Fast Eight. <laughs> yeah, and then. How many times is the villain going to join the team and be a good guy? <laughs> How many times? Like, yeah. he- Helen Mirren is playing Jason Statham's mom. Right. Why is Helen Mirren in Fast 9? Jason Statham's <laughs> not even in it. No. Neither is the no. other. <laughs> you could go all the way to the first uh, F- Fast and the Furious movie. Vin Diesel, you can argue, was the bad guy in that movie. And now he's one of the good guys. And then it goes all the way through. Like, you go to, uh, what is it? Um... 
Jason Statham. Like, but that's because his character is so good. Yeah, you can't write off. Yeah, How Hobbs you... and Shaw was awesome. It was, but uh, we got to do a Hobbs and Shaw episode someday. For I real. think it was just campy enough where we can get away with it. It was the only th- problem I had with uh, Hobbs and Shaw was the cinematography at the end, to where they're fighting. It's like. It's it's daylight and it's a nice, pretty, like tropical. And then day. all of a sudden, <laughs> it's rain. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a whole thing where the Rock doesn't have his shirt on, and yeah. right before he jumps onto a vehicle or what, he he's literally changing into a shirt while jumping on a car while it's moving at the same fucking time. I can't even do that sometimes. Just getting out of bed, you I trip why? over I trip over my own feet sometimes. You know why it was possible for him because it was probably done on green screen. <laughs> He yeah. wasn't doing any of that. But it was like, was he, was he, I don't know, I, what, were, because there was no advertisement on that shirt or anything. So I'm like, I bet it was probably because of the trailers. They're like, this scene is going to, it's going to be a trailer scene. We can't be having the rock all over network television with no shirt on. So he's going to have to wear a shirt. Probably what it was. Yeah, they might have wanted to cover up the tattoos too. Oh yeah, that's true. Those are sweet tattoos. Yeah, though. but some of them might be copyrighted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what the Rock does? Like, yeah, right. Hey, he's the Rock. He can do whatever he wants. Right. Like they say about the Rock, they said that like if they ever got him on film, uh, blowing through a red light, that film would make a billion dollars on its yeah. own. <laughs> I don't know who said that, but that was really funny. Well, that's for everything in theaters, streaming services. <laughs> we can't forget those. Uh, I. I found there's, you know, every week there's a lot hitting streaming services. So, no, we're not going to start listing every single thing that's coming out. No. <laughs> but I am going to go through. I'm going to find things that I'm interested in. Ben will find things that he might be interested in that are right. hitting, you know, Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, Hulu, HBO Max, Quibi when it starts. More on that in another episode. But so I found some that I'm interested in. March 11th, which is this podcast is recording on Sunday. But we're releasing it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So for you at home listening, March 11th, if you're listening to it on the day it releases, is tomorrow. Um, you can watch On My Block Season 3 on Netflix. Have you seen On My Block? I have not. I watched the trailer for it. It's an awesome show. Is it? Like, I, I didn't, when I saw Season 1, I, well, I started watching it yeah. not expecting Is it movie. anything like Degrassi or anything? Mm. Or I just, you know... It's these kids that are, they're, they're living in an L.A. Yeah. They're, they're just high school kids. They get into some hijinks. <laughs> but it's, it's for an adult audience. Like, yeah. There's some crazy stuff going on in the show. As you see, because from the trailer, like, they're sitting there with, like, a mob boss or something. Right. I don't know who she is. I'll find out. Uh, but, no, that show's awesome. And so if you haven't seen On My Block, I definitely recommend it. Um, season three hits on Wednesday, March 11th. And then on Friday, the 13th, March 13th, we have Jay and Silent Bob reboot is <laughs> releasing on Amazon prime. That looks funny. Of course I've seen it, but we're going to talk about it in a few weeks. So I'm going right. to not say my thoughts on it, Right. Uh, but, um, we're going to talk about it in a few weeks. So yeah. you know what this podcast is about. So that can't be a good thing. <laughs> Right. So that's it for things coming out this week and things streaming this week. Check some of those out and uh, tweet at us. Let us know what you thought of any of them. Okay, so let's dive into the plot oh, because there's a lot to unwrap here. This movie is a is not your typical movie. Okay, like when you sit down and watch a movie like this, you expect a fucking shark or lots of sharks to come out of nowhere. You just expect it to be a bad fucking shark movie. But no, there's no shark. It's a man turned into 
a raptor, a velociraptor, who just yes. happens to be a pastor at a church. Yes. Um, let me, before we get into the plot, let me uh, talk about uh, a few fun facts. First, okay, so according to Wikipedia, the synopsis of Velocipastor is Pastor Doug Jones becomes infected by a curse in China, resulting in him turning into a Velociraptor when he becomes angry. At the direction of a prostitute, he decides to kill criminals, including drug-dealing ninjas, by using his transformation. The pastor travels the world for his mission. Rotten Tomatoes. The tomato meter is sitting at 58% rotten. <laughs> um, the audience score is 70, surprisingly 75%. How is it so high? It, people love bad movies. It got four, it's like four stars on Amazon Prime. People, it, well, that's because it's on Amazon Prime. Prime. Anybody can yeah. watch it. Right, yeah. Um, some fun facts. Today's fun facts brought to you by Wikipedia.com. They aren't sponsoring us. Don't get the wrong idea there. But it was where we found all today's fun facts. Usually I have to do a little more digging, but Wikipedia took care of that for us. So thank you, Wikipedia. Fun fact number one, the movie was released in 2019. That's April, not really... Like April of last year, I believe. Yeah, it's not really a fun fact, but it is a fact. <laughs> right. Um, it's one of the few recent movies we'll probably do until something equally as bad comes out <laughs> it has a runtime of one hour and 15 minutes which is the only thing that made this movie tolerable um it was short and sweet and not to the point but it was still short and sweet it was filmed on a budget of thirty-five thousand dollars. yeah that is surprising but i mean where did the budget go did they right craft services yeah, I don't know who was in, in charge of their budget there, but uh, they definitely missed <laughs> the trip to China. The, right? Yeah, the trip to China to the special effects. To I mean, they couldn't even get them to look like a real dinosaur. Next fun fact: the director Brendan Steer came up with the idea for Velocipaster when his phone autocorrected Velociraptor into. You can see where this is going. Velocipaster. <laughs> It started as a short film meant for YouTube. Brendan, the director, used to make short Grindhouse trailers. If you're not familiar with Grindhouse, what Grindhouse is, it's old school bad movie cinema. Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, okay. Famously did. That's where I've seen that before. Yeah. I've seen that so many times. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez did uh, Planet Terror. Quentin Tarantino did uh, right. Death proof i yeah. think but those movies are actually pretty good though most yeah because you have award-winning directors <laughs> trying to make bad movies this is just a bad director making a bad movie right but so he was making short grindhouse trailers and uh he put them up on youtube and this just happened to be one of them the average number of views for his videos was at about 45 each but velocipastor it went viral it hit forty-five thousand views which uh, made a light bulb go off in Brendan's head, and he considered and ultimately did end up turning it into a full-length feature film. Wow. So that's... Uh, Man, he, those... so much ta so much talent there, so much potential. Literally could make any movie he wanted with that kind of... Well, not, that, that not budget, any movie. With that, I mean, he could have done a lot of things with that money there. That budget, okay, you could have... $35,000 is not a lot of money, but... It's cheaper to make stuff now. Like he could have <laughs> right. done a lot better. Than he could have done a lot better, yeah. I mean, I don't know. And I always wonder, like, okay, because uh, it was meant to be bad. Like, they wanted to make a B, a horror B film. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, definitely. No, like, and it was supposed to be, but when you watch it, you almost wonder how much of that is intentional and how much they were, it was just bad filmmaking. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, uh, now, I'm not, I've never made a movie myself, so I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, I'm sure they're really good, respectable filmmakers and they had a whole thing in mind. To me, though, it just kind of, it, it's not on par, though, with other movies that are just like it, like Sharknado, uh, Sand Sharks, and stuff like that. Like, I, th- this movie, you can you can get bored. As somebody who's going to film school, and I know the intricacies of making a film, I've never made one. I've made shorts. But it's not an easy process, but they still could have done better. <laughs> now, right. some of the shots in this, some of them, very few. Very right. few are awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you can see where if this was directed by a slightly better director, it might have been a good movie. Right. But that's the cinematographer. I don't know who did the cinematography. I don't know if it was the actual director or... <laughs> I right. I didn't look that into it because yeah. this movie is... Let's just say we're not even going to tell you the cast. No. <laughs> well, actually, I do. I do know the main uh, actors was uh, Greg Cohen and the actress was Alyssa Kopensky. Um, they actually surprisingly did a good job. And actually, I want to say what I liked about the movie. Those, the guy, he did have some funny one-liners. And then there was the uh, the actual priest that yeah. was just loaded with one-liners. There are some things that will make you laugh. Yeah. It's un- and there's the whole, the whole scene where it's a flashback of him at war. That was, <laughs> that know, was outrageous. If that wouldn't have been filmed in somebody's backyard in Alabama... Yeah, right. Um, it would have probably been better. Decent. <laughs> yeah, but it was again yeah. obviously filmed in it, somebody's you know, backyard. I will give this film some credit because it was a um attempt at being somewhat original. I've never seen a movie about a, anyone turning into a raptor to fight crime, not alone a a pastor. You know, from a church. Like I've never heard that idea before i mean not a great idea but at least it's original you know what i mean like i mean it's well it kind of reminded me and when we haven't gotten into the plot exactly but there were some small story beats that right made me think it was gonna kind of go in the direction of like an american werewolf in london (laughs) right but a really really bad version of it really yeah so uh so about the plot yeah let's go let's go into the plot the plot is about, you know, a pastor who, uh, his parents died. The car blows up, but you don't see that. That was awesome. <laughs> you don't see that? That did make me laugh. When I saw that, I, you know, turns out, I don't know, his his parents is murdered by, like, some notorious pimp. Ah, uh, yes. Mermaid man or Frankie whatever. Frankie Mermaid. Frankie Mermaid. That's what it was. And that dude fucking made me laugh. He, that, that character was pretty funny. I, the line, why did they call me Frankie Mermaid? <laughs> <laughs> because you're swimming in pussy, right? And then you got, got that right. And then you got the priest, the actual priest, who I guess he looks up to and gets advice from. Actually, gives him bad advice in real life. I mean, and then just tells him like, "Oh, just go wherever God won't follow you." I guess to him that meant go to China, for whatever reason. Yeah. Now <laughs> we're watching the movie as we did last week. We watched uh, Meet the Abelgates last week. We were watching the movie while we were talking about it, and I have it playing right now. And we're getting ready to come up to the scene where the car explodes and you don't see it. But I just want to say, <laughs> the guy who plays Velocipaster, mm-hmm. he kind of looks like a mixture of Matt Damon and uh, Michael C. Hall, the guy who played Dexter. Yeah. Yes! Dude, I was thinking the same thing. And a little bit of Kevin Bacon. Right. Yes. And I feel like I've seen him before, too. I just don't know what it Probably was. Probably not. 
Probably not. Just, I mean, I wouldn't imagine anybody in this movie has ever been right. anything else. Now they might after this movie. Yeah, this fucking priest. <laughs> this... I'm sorry, the priest looks like a reformed <laughs> 70s porn actor. Right. But I think he's his... The priest is the director's dad, if I remember from I was looking at the cast. Oh, okay. I think. I, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> and honestly, this movie does not deserve me looking into it for any reason. If you're curious, you can, right. you, you can look it up. Anyway, so uh, what do you have next for the plot? So, yeah, so he ends up going to China, and then he somehow, um, there's a, a woman, we don't know why she's getting chased, but she's getting chased by, was it ninjas, or who was she getting chased by? Uh, can't remember. She was getting chased by the ninjas for, we, we don't know why, but anyway, she had a, it looked like, what to be a dinosaur tooth, and you can probably guess what dinosaur that was, and then somehow that tooth ended up in his hands and sliced him. Which somehow gave him the ability to just, whenever he's angry, to just become a raptor. Yeah, they call him the dragon warrior. Except he's not a dragon. He, yeah, I feel like he barely looks like a raptor. No, uh, <laughs> well, let's this talk movie a, gave me a headache. I mean, let's talk about like the suit. He doesn't even look like a real raptor. He's literally just wearing one of those okay. rubber dinosaur suits that you see people walking around on Halloween. So do you remember the show Dinosaurs? Yeah. Yeah, everybody remembers. It's it's dinosaurs. It's like Roseanne meets dinosaurs. It's an <laughs> awesome show. Right. From the 90s. That suit looked like a Kmart version, R.I.P. Kmart, <laughs> of a suit from the dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Like, it made the suits from dinosaurs actually look realistic. Right. Which was such kind of a letdown, because when you look at the poster, the movie poster, I feel like they yes. they spent more money on the movie poster yeah. and the design cover than they did for the whole film. A $35,000 budget. <laughs> right. 25000 went on the poster. Right. Because of the cover, you, you, it's, it's like, oh, that's a dinosaur. Yeah. That's not what it looks like in the movie by any means. No. No. mm <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know. As far as the plot goes, that's really the gist of it. There's a little bit more to it than that. There's these these ninjas that are dealing drugs, and then there's the whole him getting revenge for his parents' death part of it. Yeah. There's a um, lot. There's a there's a lot. And then the the, the lady, the the girl, is interest. There's, who, there's a love story. Right. Is, is it a good love story? Uh, there's a scene where they finally make love, right. and then they wake up and ninjas break into the house, and all of a sudden she's like a an, an awesome like fighter herself. Right. She's just like <laughs> yeah. Like, she like, jumps out of bed and just. <laughs> dude, this movie is fucking ridiculous, dude. I laugh so hard. Okay, this movie is completely packed with one-liners. Like you'll you'll, you'll have somebody that's like impaled in the heart completely by an arrow and then you have somebody walking up to that person and saying are you okay are you hurt like that kind of it's, it's that kind of humor it's so bad like it's, yeah we, we this is episode two right we've we found the worst movie on episode two, two. <laughs> right we can only go up from here right and there and anyone that praises this movie I would have to question any kind of credibility whatsoever. Now, I understand, like, okay, it's meant to be campy and 
corny and and a lot of this was done purposely but they're not even in china again we're watching the movie they're not even in china they're in the woods in alabama or north right. carolina like mm-hmm. it's <laughs> yeah this, this movie's fucking ridiculous dude and then, like, he looks like a damn Power Ranger right there. Like, what the fuck is he doing? He just looks like Dexter. Like Michael <laughs> he <C>. does. <laughs> oh, there it is. And that's not even a dinosaur call. It looks like paper right. mache. He's, it's he... like a paper mache cone. <laughs> oh, man. This. <sighs> Are you okay as you have a freaking bone arrow sticking out of your heart? And I, we're kind of all over the place with this plot because really there's it's, there's no reason to go in depth. There's, there's <laughs> no. You're not going to understand it even if you watch yeah. it. But there's a part at the end where he cuts off the, the ninja master's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the head is... It's obviously <laughs> from a dummy. <laughs> right. You see it rolling around. It's clearly off a mannequin or something. This it, it reminded me a lot of uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist, a movie from early two thousands. But that yeah. movie that movie was a Hollywood budget movie, right? Yeah. This this was a uh, this this was a movie that it was reminiscent of uh, movies by a director that you probably don't know about, Giuseppe Andrews. That's it. Okay. Directs some really, really, really bad movie. One of his movies are called In Our Garden or In My Garden. Again, I'm not going to look it up. I could be more, I, I could be more prepared for you on this, but this this movie doesn't <laughs> yeah. deserve it. Really, like we're <laughs> probably never going to hear about any of these actors, this director ever again. Um, with that, this kind of that kind of budget, they, I don't know. I just don't. I feel like there was a lot wasted, and you almost you just don't know. What was what was meant to be bad, and what was meant to be funny, and what was just bad filmmaking? Like you don't really—it's hard to tell. Well, you know? We know that it was started out as a grindhouse trailer, right? So he was going for bad, like right. Yeah, it's not one of those movies where you, there you could tell, like with with Tommy Wiseau's The Room, right? He thought he was making something serious, and it just ended up bad. That's <laughs> right. not the case here. Like, yeah, they they fall on no that. They're making a bad, shitty fucking And that's that's why the movie will do great. Right. Like, down the line, it'll end up having a cult following. There Mm -hmm. will be a lot of people that love it. It'll probably get a sequel, because the director wants to make a sequel, (laughs) which will have a bigger budget. But again, they'll probably spend the budget Mm -hmm. in in catering. Right. (laughs) It's not going to... This is just one of those movies where you just have somebody else watch it and then spoil it for you. And you just get yeah. to you get to hear all the funny one-liners and everything that happens, and then you know an hour and fifteen minutes doesn't get wasted out of your life. Yeah, I mean, at <laughs> least it was only an hour. Yeah, and 15 minutes. right. Honestly, though, now the the actress that played her, I think she did a good job acting yeah. wise. Oh, there's Frankie yeah. Mermaid. Yeah, right. So okay, so this got an audience score of seventy five percent, which is crazy high. Why do you think that is? Because it's the comedy. Yeah. The the guy getting his head chopped off and it's a mannequin head. The <laughs> the rubber claws, the overacting. Frankie Mermaid looks like uh that porn star. What's his Ron name? Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Yep. Yeah, like there's <laughs> that's why it's got an audience score of 75%, 75%. because people can sit in a group but, and they can have fun. But the tomato the tomato meter though, that's actually to me it's 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 less 
But that's more impressive to me because that's 58%. That means 58% of people took this movie seriously and they're like, oh, well, it's not that bad. That, that to me, because there's actually some movies that I would say blow this one out of the water that don't have that score. We did Meet the Applegates last week. It had 10%. And, 10%, and, and that, that movie is way better than this one. Holy shit. Yeah. So it, that just goes to show that like any budget, who, no matter who's in it, what the plot is, you just never know what the reaction is going to be, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. This one just ain't for me, man. It's, nope, it's not not for me either. I mean, somewhere down the line, if I'm with a group of people, I, I definitely recommend it. If you want a good laugh, if you if you feel like wasting an hour of your life that you're never going to get back, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got to value your time more nowadays. We got this coronavirus stuff going on. <laughs> The world is crazy. Right. But if you want to waste an hour of your life, you know, it's something you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't recommend it. But at the same time, I would. It's one of those movies where you're like, I'm on the fits because I want people to see how bad it is. Right. Like, <laughs> it's one of those where I don't... <sighs> yeah, you. it's like you want everyone to know, like, what you're talking about. But it's just so... I don't know. It's... Am <clears throat> I... Am mm. I scarring them right. by putting them into this position mm-hmm. of watching this movie that right. could change their worldview? <laughs> like, right. they're never going to want to turn on the TV again. No. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, right. I'll tell you what, though. Every time I see that dinosaur suit now, I'm going to think of this movie. Because that's exactly almost what oh, yeah. he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that see, this movie is one reason. Or scary movie, the scary movie, the parody movie has kind of died off. Yeah, it this really has. This movie is a movie. The reason that I kind of want to see it come back. Right. I want to see a parody movie come out. Monster movie, because you know Godzilla versus Kong is coming out um, right now. Would be a good time to make a monster movie parody movie. Yeah, and I would love to see some guy <laughs> running around in that suit. Right. That specific suit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. This, uh, this movie is complete shit. Uh, watch this uh, with caution. Uh, you're not going to get that time back. I do not recommend it. What's your, uh, what's your, what's your score? I'm gonna have to give it two scores because my my personal score is a negative <laughs> negative infinity out of ten. Right. Uh, but. At the same time, I want people to see it. Right. So depending on the kind of... If you like bad movies, mm-hmm. if you seek out bad movies, then I... If you're that kind of... For that, for that specific kind of person, I give this movie like a 8 out of 10 because it right. has moments yeah, for you. And, and that, that's where I'm coming from. This movie does have moments where it is entertaining and it's going to make you laugh. There's a lot of one-liners that are really great. But unfortunately, there's a, there's a lot of parts in it that kind of feel dead, kind of get boring. Kind of, I've lost, I lost interest a couple times. There's a, there's a lot of unnecessary things. That, uh, the lack of special effects was a big one. Um, there's, not all of the jokes really hit very well. You know, Some do, not all of them. And it was just, I don't think anybody sitting at home with a smartphone in their hands is going to look up on the television when this is on a whole lot. I just don't, you know. I I had to force myself to keep putting my phone down. 
Yeah. I was like, it, it, I'm missing, I'm probably missing some, because <laughs> the whole time I was watching this and I was like on my phone, Right. there's this, there's this game on Apple Store, it just got released like last week, called Literally Just Mowing, where you mow the yard. And that's all it is. It's just you're, you're cutting grass. So I was playing that while I was watching this movie. And I had to keep reminding myself, what if there's another scene where it says, insert special effects here, like with the car accident scene? <laughs> yeah. Because I'll be missing little things like that. Right, yeah. And But there wasn't enough of that. No. <laughs> there was a little bit. It was right. like It was like, instead of using seasoning salt, they just used like a little tiny little bit of salt and pepper. Right. They so. do this movie does a lot and I think I kind of figured it out just now by watching it because we have it on right now. They do a lot of up close face shots with the main character. They the camera focuses in focuses in on his face like just like that like we're seeing now. It happens a lot throughout the movie and it's just one big zoomed in shot of the guy's face. And then a lot of that is due to comical reasons to see his facial his facial expressions. But goddamn, can we back out of his face though? <laughs> like, yeah. It's... Did you notice that too? Like, is that just me, or do they show his face pretty close? I mean, this is obvious. It's a film student. Yeah. Like he's right. not an established director. He's mm-hmm. making this. He's not making it for school, but he is a student of film. He's just learning. Right. He. And he's doing, he's using all the camera techniques they teach you. Yeah. Like, there's probably one of every camera technique in this. And and I know facial expressions can add a lot to a scene and stuff like that. And they can actually help to the story. But, uh, come on. Every few seconds or it just pans in over his face. That's a little bit much. But that's just me. And that's actually something I just now noticed. So... I would have to watch it again to actually confirm how much they zoom up his fa- up to his face, but I feel like it was a lot. Now moving forward to Creation Corner with Mr. Movie Dude. Hey, so uh, last week, last week we did a little bit of this. We 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 did cast it where uh, we were gonna say you know how who would we have and meet the Apple Gates if it were made today? How would we make it today? And then I came out with this completely creative thing mm-hmm. that was kind of awesome. So we decided to do an actual segment based around this. Yeah. Um, in the future, I want you guys, the listeners, to chime in to let us know what you want us to do with this. And it won't always be me. Maybe someday mm-hmm. Maybe someday Ben will create something. On <laughs> yeah. um, it's just because this is my kind of outlet creating stuff like i i'm always thinking about new ways to do stuff so i just kind of take these and run with them so for today for velocipaster i am going to do the task of turning velocipaster into awards season worthy film <laughs> the synopsis of this this awards season worthy version of velocipaster because it's a new movie it's not like it's not like we can remake it for today's world because it's from today's world right so the synopsis i wrote is after experiencing great tragedy a catholic priest has a severe mental breakdown (laughs) join father aurelio steer as he learns to cope with loss aspiring mental illness and the dangers of life outside of the church 
in this gripping tale of loss, love, and finding yourself once you lose your way. It doesn't have anything to do with... (laughs) (laughs) But does that sound like a movie that might... (laughs) Right, yeah. Might win awards? Okay. Yeah, that sounds right up the Oscars alley, yeah. So, my cast for this movie... Mm -hmm. So, the Velocipastor... I mean, you gotta have the father, the priest, this time... The original, uh, the so for Velocipastor, the director named his main character. So the name is Doug Jones, right? Mm-hmm. So the director of the original Velocipastor uh, named the main character Doug Jones because Doug Jones is a actor who's known for being in a lot of Guillermo del Toro movies, mm-hmm. and the director fashioned this movie after a Guillermo del Toro movie okay so i kind (laughs) of went with the whole naming the characters after your favorite tv show or like like last week was the tv show with the meet the apple gates this time it was just like the director did it for velocipastor so i'm kind of doing it a little bit like that with this right so there is an actor in velocipastor named aurelio right and the director's last name is steer (laughs) okay so father aurelio steer the main character the velocipastor if you will Played by Leonardo DiCaprio. He's... The, the role of the... And we don't need to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio. He's infamous. With, right. Uh, everybody knows who he is. The role of the prostitute. And the prostitute is in this adaption. Is, her name is Scarlett Douglas. <laughs> played by... I don't know if you know who she is. Cynthia Arrivo. No, I don't... Re- She's an actress. She's in uh, The Outsider... That's on HBO right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in Bad Times at the El Royale. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she's an, a big up-and-comer right now. So, you, again... Right. Yeah. She's she's not too expensive. Not too expensive. But she's an up-and-comer, but she she's also been nominated a, for some awards. And she'll do a good job, so... The one character name that I kept from the original mm-hmm. is Frankie Mermaid. <laughs> And you actually got Ron Jeremy this time? No, 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 because, again, we're going for prestige. That's right. <laughs> played by Robert Downey Jr. How oh. many times has he played a bad guy? Not many. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't think he's ever played a bad I guy. I think he would pull that off really well. Yeah, he would. It wouldn't be campy. He would. No. Oh, there's this part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're still watching the movie as I... Right. Um, The role of... Father Stuart Pesci. Um, there's a actor from the original Velociraptor uh-huh. whose name was Stuart and, of course, Joe Pesci. Right. Um, is Father Stuart Pesci is the the uh, elder father, uh-huh. his mentor in Velocipastor. Uh, I'm going to have him played by Steve Carell. Nice. Because even though it's a prestige movie, you need somebody who can be serious in this role. Right. But also be slightly comedic. Right. Because it, too much serious is... You can't, right. Too much is too much. And, and now, to be an Oscar movie, I feel like you got to cast a comedian to play a serious role. You know? It's, yeah. They get attention, you know? Everyone's like, what? And, of course, because I want to uh, put him in everything. Right. There is, in Velocipastor, there is a, uh, he's kind of like an exorcist, mm-hmm. 
that they take that uh, the Velocipaster goes to because they want to try to clean him of his. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that role is in this movie too. Um, Father Bateman, no first name, um, played by John Goodman. John Goodman. So there's the cast. Now here's what's different. In my version, his parents were killed, still, just like in the original, but this time in a targeted robbery gone bad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's no China. Well, there's no reason to go to China. Right. Well, they weren't really in China anyway, so. No. Uh, this time it's set in Boston. It stays in Boston. Okay. Catholic Church, Boston setting. Yeah, that works. Got to stay in Boston. Yep. Scarlet is still... is. Still a prostitute. Right. She's a high-dollar escort. Okay. 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 Uh, but because she's not making enough as a doctor, because, you know, 2020, mm-hmm. you know, the stock market crashed, and people just, they're not making what they used to. No. She got it, She had to get another job. So due to low income, she became a high-dollar escort, um, much like uh, Jennifer Lopez's character in the recent Hustlers movie. Right. Frankie Mermaid, the name stays the same. And here's why. Specifically because of the line, Why do they call me Frankie Mermaid? Because you're swimming in pussy. And I'm going to keep that in this movie. Okay. I don't know why. Right. I just, I I feel like... I feel like the Oscar, that might not go over well with the Oscar people, man. Well, but again, it's it's yeah. it's a pimp talking to his <laughs> yeah. You got so it right, yeah. It's, if it's, what what else is he gonna say? Hey, right. <laughs> um, and it's more authentic. Right. Which will be said in this iteration, um, only in a fancier tone, fancier tone, because Oscars. Right. Father Aurelio. This is where we start getting to like the change. Now we're keeping the same bullet points. Right. Right. Father Aurelio does not transform into a Velociraptor. Or whatever that dinosaur costume was. Mm-hmm. He only believes he does because of a mental breakdown. Oh, mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So it's kind of like a split personality <laughs> thing. Yeah. So he only, see, he only becomes the raptor when he's having a mental break. Not when he's angry. No, but, but it's when like when like, things get too stressful. When he's like, oh, they're just snapping like, like, like the hawk. Yeah, right? Yeah, well, yeah. But the hawk gets angry. But he doesn't become a raptor. Yeah. But his... It's like a split personality. Right. He believes that he is. Yeah. So it makes it gives him the uh, illusion that he's stronger. Yeah. It does is is capable of doing right. crazy stuff. Going on, Scarlet, mm-hmm. just like in the original, witnesses the pastor, right, Father Aurelio, murder a particularly nasty client. However, Father Aurelio is in pretty bad shape, so she nurses him back to health. And okay. so that's where they that's, kind of that's good over. Yeah. That's good. Uh, while nursing Aurelio back to health, Scarlet learns about what the father thinks he did. <laughs> However, she knows what actually happened since she witnessed it. So she lets Aurelio believe he does, in fact, turn into a raptor mm-hmm. when he has a psychotic bricks. Scarlet convinces Father Aurelio to use his power to take out bad people, just like in the original. Right. The body counts rise. There are news reports about a serial killer running loose. <laughs> there are scenes of curfew being enacted and extra police patrols. <laughs> Father Stewart witnesses Father Aurelio and Scarlet out at one, lunch one day. Father Stewart knows Scar- who Scarlet is, as he is one of her clients, and he confronts Father Aurelio about her. Oh, man. Just like in the original. Yeah? Well, kind of, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Father Stewart takes Father Aurelio to Father Bateman, John Goodman, 
Uh-huh. A priest he knows that is known to act as a sort of psychiatrist to men of the cloth. Father Aurelio, under pressure and guilt from, from what is going on uh-huh. in this uh, psychiatry session, yeah. um, has a break and kills Father Stewart and runs uh-huh. off. He disappears. Okay. <laughs> Father Aurelio runs to Scarlet, who takes him with open arms. He is uncertain of what is really going on. She is worried. She's got a little bit of guilt mm-hmm. that she needs to tell him before things get too far out of hand. Well, things are already way too far out of hand. Because Father Bateman witnesses the murder of Father Stewart, mm-hmm. old John Goodman, Father Bateman, releases the name of the serial killer to the police. A manhunt goes out for Father Aurelio. Frankie Mermaid tracks down Father Aurelio and confronts him because Father Aurelio has been killing all of his men. Because she's been using him to kill all of his... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Father Aurelio kills Frankie Mermaid in an act of self-defense. Scarlet arrives on the scene and finds Frankie Mermaid dead. She is devastated because it is revealed that Frankie Mermaid was her stepfather. <laughs> She comes clean with Father Aurelio that she has allowed him to believe she was a raptor the entire time so that she could get him to do her dirty work. The police arrive on scene and find Father Aurelio covered in blood, praying next to Frankie Mermaid's body. He is arrested. What happened to uh, Scarlet? Nobody knows. She just, she left. Um, He let her go. He felt so guilty. That he's been the one causing all this chaos. Yeah. That he just had to break down and start praying. (laughs) Um, The final scene of the movie is an interaction between Father Aurelio and Father Bateman. Mm -hmm. The camera pans out and we see Father Aurelio in a straitjacket. Father Bateman is visiting him in the mental hospital. The movie ends. Fade to black Mm -hmm. with a velociraptor screech. (laughs) sequel <laughs> the title because you can't call yeah. it velocipaster no i had to i had to get really creative with this i dug deep mm-hmm. i called it internus internus i-n-t-e-r-n-u-s okay which is a latin word christian or catholic yeah latin uh not the only one but one of them that stand that means mental oh <laughs> wow oscar movie right there here we go (laughs) that yeah uh so um yeah there's a lot brendan steer if you want to hit me up on uh twitter um (laughs) let me know and you know we can start getting to work on this Uh, and quadruple your well more than quadruple your budget because you you didn't you didn't really have a budget the first time around so i'll get an actual movie budget and then uh (laughs) if you want to hit me up and uh we can get this going so uh, right you can win an oscar hell yeah um for real you can't direct it though Right. Yeah. Um, no. I honestly, I don't even feel comfortable directing it myself because. Uh, wait. Hold on. Do we want him on set during this, or is that too mean? Well, he's the creative. Oh yeah. He, oh yeah. He's, he's the creative guy. Yeah. yeah okay. He's, he's the guy All who right. created the whole thing. I'm just joking. So I can't, he's. I he's he's got to be on set. He's got to be there. <laughs> uh, but um, he, neither of us are directing because I don't. I don't. We got to get an award-winning director. Right. Um. It doesn't have to be Martin Scorsese, but it needs to be. 
Right. Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Uh, you know. And um, under a, 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 a maybe a serious actor who doesn't get. Well, ben Affleck directs. Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think he would direct that movie, though. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? What? Okay. Anyway. Apparently, uh, we still had Velocipaster playing, and apparently A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is going to play next. Oh. And I'm just going to let it play, because Tom Those two movies transition very well from (laughs) from one to the other, you know? Like, you know, you go from, (laughs) yeah... Um, a guy that turns into a raptor when he gets mad or whatever. I did Tom like, Hanks turning into Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I did like that. Your, your, I like your change though. That whole, you know, he gets all worked up and stuff, and he just turns into the raptor by accident or whatever. Yeah. It would be really funny though. The twist was if like he wasn't really a raptor the whole time. He just thought he was, and he was just. But going, that's what I did. Yeah. Okay, I missed that part. Yeah, he's not a raptor at all. He's just, yeah, yeah. He's just, oh, okay. He's had a split. He, he's had a mental breakdown. So right. he thinks that is hilarious. Okay, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be funny as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, but we're going for serious. We're not going for funny. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so hit me up, Brendan Steer, if you want to make this, and I will be glad to work with you on it. So that is it for this week's edition of. Creation Corner with Mr. Movie Dude. Stay tuned next week when I turn next week's movie, and I will tell you what that movie is at the end of the show. But I'm going to turn it into a kids' TV series. <laughs> okay. That would be good. I'm actually uh, looking forward to that. I think that would be entertaining. You did really good. That was a lot. That plot you came up with, that was really... Really good. It was a little. I got a little confused there, but yeah, I think that will work. Definitely Oscar, Oscar consideration there for sure. Let's do this week's weekly recommend. Uh, ben, did you think of anything? Uh, yes, I. Uh, um, I did recently see the new Bad Boys. Bad Boys Three. Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. Um. That I was a little late for, but I actually checked it out and I. I kind of liked it. Nice. I, I was actually. Um, Decently surprised by it. It was a different vibe from the first two. It was definitely different um, tone. It was more serious. Like you were actually like invested into the characters, and like yeah. you were actually like on the edge of your seat, and mm-hmm. you're actually like you know. And it's, it's it's a good movie. It was entertaining. I mean, it's it's bad boys. It's not. It's not. Um, Certainly, it's better than Philosopher Pastor. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Everything is better. Yeah. Than so I mean, that's not a really good consideration. This but. movie right here. That is recommended to us. Zombies 2. <laughs> could be better. This Dean Kane movie, Boa, could be better. Right. Samurai Cop. Spaghetti Man. They made a Spaghetti Man movie that no one's even heard of. This is a future episode. Thanks, wow. Killing. Anyway. So, yeah. I, uh, I it, heard... Is there, like, a, a government loan or something that we are unaware of that just helps people make these fucking movies? Like That's why I got into film. <laughs> right. Because I know I can make whatever is I want. Is there grants that we are just not... I mean, hey, if anyone out there knows something that we don't, how do they, these people get these the budgets for these movies? Killer, killer piñata. <laughs> killer piñata, okay. In, We're definitely going to... You're de- in Human Witch, it's, it's, it's a killer sandwich. It's <laughs> yeah okay well <laughs> so bad boys for life yeah it's supposed to be good 
I, I haven't seen it yet. You haven't I, seen it yet? I, to be fair, I haven't seen the first two yet. I'd recommend it. First two, oh, I'm a huge fan of the first two. I love the franchise altogether. The first one was actually one of my first movies as I watched as a kid. Well, definitely first rated horror movie I was ever... I wasn't really allowed to watch it at the time. I just watched it anyways. Yeah. And I've, I've been obsessed with the franchise ever since. So I would definitely recommend Bad Boys 3. Well, before we move on to my recommend, do you think Bad Boys for Life, you think they're feeling a little bit stupid because they just announced Bad Boys 4. Mm-hmm. And uh, you think that's they feel stupid for wasting that title on Bad Boys Three? No, um, well, <laughs> it would have been perfect for speak, Bad Boys Four, right? Speaking for yeah, because Bad Boys Four, the number you know, life, and not to mention Bad Boys Four Life was the theme song of Bad Boys Two, right? So they got a whole bunch of title, yeah. Problems that going was uh, the uh. The, Continuity issues there going on, but if you actually watch, speaking as somebody that actually went and saw the movie, they kind of do a good job at explaining that um, the whole Bad Boys for Life really plays in well with the plot of the movie. So after seeing the movie, you'll understand. But yeah, I mean, it would have been perfect for four. I agree with you there. Oh, man. We're going on a tangent after tangent in this episode. But I'm just finding... Here's the synopsis for Inhuman Witch. <laughs> um, that we're going to have to review sooner rather than later. Because um, following a radioactive accident in outer space, an astronaut is transformed into a sentient blob of meat who devours everything and everyone in its path. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> Man. You're so fun. Clownado. Clownado. Man, name it. I mean, there's so many. I, I don't know. How did they get the idea for these fucking movies? They got cute little buggers, which look like little killer rabbits. But that actually at least... Oh, well, now we know we can't go off posters anymore. No. Velasa Pastor ruined that for us. We cannot go out of, off of posters or covers or no. anything. Like, that is all some misleading shit. Back on track. Right. My weekly recommend, I have two of them real quick. Um, first, I want to recommend a podcast network, YouTube channel, whatever you want to call them. They are a group of best friends that get together for their fan base and their listeners. They're called Kinda Funny. Mm-hmm. Um, they create gaming podcasts, movie podcasts, slice of life podcasts. Um, they're awesome. I've met a few of them. They they call their fan base best friends. Mm-hmm. And when you meet them in person, they treat you like best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a group of people that used to work for IGN. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Greg Miller, uh, Tim Geddes, and Nick Scarpino. They used to work for the gaming website IGN. And mm-hmm. one day they just quit and they decided they want to do their own thing. Well, that's awesome. And they've been extremely successful with it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're awesome. And I highly recommend checking them out. Um, another thing I wanted to recommend is watch Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> I watched uh, Steven Spielberg released his remake, reboot of Amazing Stories. Mm-hmm. The first episode called The Cellar is on Apple TV Plus, and it's it's awesome. And the only reason I am not sticking with just Apple TV Plus, or not sticking with just uh, Amazing Stories on that, 
is because there's another great show on there that I recommend to everybody that is called, as soon as it loads, I can, uh, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, done by the creators of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I recommend that to everyone. It's hilarious. And, <laughs> and yeah, that's always, all I got. Always sunny. Those, those people are funny as hell. And this is, it's great. I can't say enough about it. I was watching it today. So, okay. that's it. All right, so we got the recommendations. Or anything else we want to add? Uh, no, next week, uh, the movie that we're going to watch is Leprechaun in the Hood. Leprechaun in the Hood. Because huh? next episode debuts on St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Day. Perfect. So we're going to do Leprechaun in the Hood. We could have went with the Leprechaun or the newest Leprechaun. Right. But we want to go with the more cult, cultier, right. campier Leprechaun. Exactly. So. And yeah, that's probably the most campiest or we, ca- we could have done Back to the Hood. Yeah. But this is too... Leprechaun yeah. I, so tune in next week when we talk about Leprechaun in the Hood, and then I turn it into a kids' TV show. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. So, um, so I'm Ben. Uh, thank you for listening to Real Impossible. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Movie Dude, Instagram at Mr. Movie Dude, PlayStation Network at Mr. Movie Dude, just about anything at Mr. Movie right. Dude. Yes, you can. You can find me on Instagram. I am Benjamin Erday, which is a lot to uh, type in. So if you want to look for me, just follow Jason and then just look for uh, someone named Ben, and it's probably going to be me. Um, I'm not, I don't know how many friends Jason has named Ben, but if you see one that says Benjamin Erday, that's the one. You can also find me um, on Twitter, um, BennyB278 there too and also if you are into more of a adult oriented podcast i am uh the main host of wego it's called the wego podcast that's it that's all for me awesome well um this was a long one it was but we had a lot to say we had a lot to say and i hope you guys enjoy it uh I guess you might want to get out of here and take your kid to go see Sonic, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, he's <laughs> so, been really bothering me, or not bothering me, he's been really pushing me to do that. So. Well, let's get this over with. See you guys next week. See ya. This tape will self-destruct.